With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 87. The show is available live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation is also your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So please give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click that bell to get notifications. You can also download the audio version at all the usual podcast and radio uh, platforms. And if you just want to follow the football stuff, it's uh, at AC Footy Show on all social media platforms. And uh, just as we wait for some people to join us at halftime in the football, big thank you to Black Diamond Sports, as usual, for all their support. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, Visit their social media pages or their website, links to which are in the description. And uh, a big thank you to our sponsor today, Bespoke Financial, and uh, here's a quick word from them. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. (laughs) 
Yeah, big thank you to uh, Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the show. They specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. Uh, so go and have a look at their website and uh, social media pages and uh, tell them that we sent you. But a uh, big thank you to them for sponsoring the show. So on with it. And uh, joining me as usual is the goal collector himself, the king of the over 40s, fresh off his man of the man, man of the match performance. What was it? Three assists and a goal. Still got it. Ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, David Jones's favourite son, Mr. Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. Good evening, mate. It's uh, yeah, my legs are still sore, mate, for the weekend. So it's uh, it's all well and good being able to do it, but it's uh, it's the aftermath. I'm uh, I'm lucky there's no football due to lockdown, so it's uh, it's coming at a decent time for my legs. Let's put it that way. But no, um, good week of football. Some ups, some downs. Uh, are currently down happening right now. Um, Obviously, Cardiff City getting beat. I know we're, we're going to look into that a little bit and um, and delve into what's been going on. But um, the Championship side is is just the strangest league. It's just you know, I mean, you, you, the expectation of it is is very surreal. Um, some very strange results, some very strange happenings, team selections, goals, giveaways, referee decisions. It just it has everything, and it wouldn't if it was the same as the Premier League with um, VAR and stuff. It would be it would be a different animal, I think. Got made all over the shop, I think. All over the place if we had VAR in there as well. Um, I just want to take 10 seconds as well to thank everybody who has uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel, especially recently. There's been a massive influx as uh, we hit our long term goal of a uh, 1,000 subscribers. So, big thank you to everyone who's subscribed and follows the show and all the other shows. Appreciate it massively. That was a big thing for for me and for, for everyone involved. So, thank you. Um, but, yeah, mate. It's been a very strange week in the championship. Very strange indeed. Very. I just saying to you, there's a certain person who I want to put on the ups and the downs, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, but there is a game going on at the moment. So we just watched. You've watched the first half. I've sort of had half eye in it because I was recording another show. But what did you make of that first half, mate? Um, Performance-wise, you know what I mean. So take everything out of it. Um... Performance-wise, I thought they were. I thought they were, they've done very well. Take out obviously the first couple of minutes with the goal. I think they've done okay. I think they've created a lot of chances. They've dominated for long periods. They've been very direct. They've got a lot of set pieces. The footballs in the good areas. They've been the better side out of the two. But the bigger picture for me, Sam, we spoke about for weeks, probably nearly a year or over a year. You can't afford to give any team at all in the world, especially in the championship for me, or a good side. A goal or two head start. You know what I mean? And it's coming back to bike Cardiff City on the backside. You know, I can, I can go through. Um, Barnsley is a different game. We'll talk about that. I can go back to the Bournemouth game. Give Bournemouth one no lead at, at, at half time. You draw one all. Middlesbrough, you give a goal away. You draw one all. Derby County, you're one nil down. You draw one all. QPR, you're two nil down. You get back, but you lose. Tonight, every time Cardiff City go behind, they don't win. Every time Cardiff City go ahead, to win the game comfortably, you know what I mean. And this could be—I I could probably say the same thing about every other team in the in the championship. But the problem I've got, say, is go for games at the start. Don't sit back. Don't let teams attack you. Take the game to the jugular. You know what I mean. We 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 just spoke off air about um about the Barnsley game, the Barnsley formation, playing two up front, which we cried out for all season, by the way, on this show. He does it against Barnsley, three 0 win, get balls in the box, create chances, have a really good game. I'm confused at best tonight. Why he's changed it? Why he's changed the formation? Why he's changed personnel? 
why he's gone back to one up front, but Gratzel back on the back. I, I am a little bit confused, I'll be honest, and and it's it's annoying. Um, but yeah, I'm frustrated by it, mate, because I thought like I only watched the highlights of the Barnsley show because we were doing the Kev, uh, the Kev live show, but like what I saw is everything was pretty oh. good. Two two up front, especially the wing play. Yeah. And but, what I've seen tonight, every time we've got the ball down the wings, we've looked dangerous. But there's only one man in the box, yeah. and we so often are going sideways or backwards, mm. and I get really frustrated by it because I feel like when we try to be too clever and play this possession-based football, we get unstuck very quickly, where and we get hit on the break or we we just it's frustrating. But when we actually move on the be a bit more direct in terms of, and I'm not saying long balls, because that is another thing which has massively frustrated me when they stick Kiefer Moore up front and then just kick it to him and leave it to him to go. There's mm. there's an in-between. There's a way of being direct and quick up the pitch without just lumping it up to the striker. And when you play four four two, which they did on Tuesday, you almost, you're almost forced to play... With your wingers and to get uh, it down the wing. And... Listen, Sai, si, I'm 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 not bothered at the style of football. I, like you say, you know what I mean. For me, if you put the ball forward for either centre forward and they're both big and strong in the air, by the way, and they're both good on the floor. If one of them wins the header, if you've only got one of them up there, who's he going to head it to? You know that they, they, they mm. were always giving the ball back. When they're both together and they're both causing the problems, it gives defenders an outlet of two people instead of having to be very accurate with one. You've still got your two wingers. Your two midfielders in the middle, yes, it's harder work for them, but they're fit, they're hungry, they're good enough, they're young enough to be able to get around the pitch. So I, I don't use that as an excuse. And if you're, if you're playing front foot football and attacking football, the onus is on the defending team to, to, to stop you from doing it. Tonight, I just think um, Bristol City will have enjoyed to see that team selection. It'll oh, give them a little bit of a boost. They've obviously started very well, got themselves an early goal. And at the minute... It's given them an opportunity to hang on to something, and, yeah, and that's they can what just they're doing. Play by on the break, though, can't yeah. they? And with but the players they've doing. got, yeah, but they've got, got Naki Wells to suit that, haven't they? Naki Wells, for me, you know what I mean. Uh, he, he will get a chance today, and if he gets a chance on the break, it could be dangerous. You know what I mean? And if like they get the second goal, it, for me, I think it'll be game over because I don't think um, Cardiff City will recover at this time of the game. Um, 50, 60 minutes in, you know what I mean? That they'll go, they'll go 2 0 down. I just don't think it'll happen. You know what I mean? That they'll, that they'll recover from it. And if they do, at best, you're going to get a draw. It's it's very it's very negative for me. And, and like yeah, you say, it's what? frustrating. Especially after what happened on Wednesday night. If we didn't if we didn't have Wednesday night side, uh, we wouldn't know any you better. Yeah. But we I did. think one of the things, though, mate, as well, is like, it'd be interesting for your view on this, obviously, as an ex professional. But like, I was always kind of brought up on kind of football way, go and win the game. And then make your changes. And like Rob yeah. makes a good point where he says, I think, I think it's been said this week the Har- uh, the Glatzel's not fit to play a full ninety minutes. Well, then in that case, you start him, win the game, or get the game won by two or three goals, and then you get Glatzel off and give him a break that way and build up his fitness because uh, he's I, wasted I, on. He can't score yeah. off the bench. I disagree. Um, I disagree. I disagree with the comments. What? What? How? Whoever's brought them out? Because for me, how do you improve your fitness? You improve your fitness by getting minutes on the pitch, and the minutes on yeah. the pitch, I mean, a, a real minute, so zero to sixty, sixty-five. So the next game, yeah. if that's a, if that's a midweek game, yes, he played on Tuesday. So today we can probably get sixty out of him again. Um, midweek, next weekend, you might be get seventy, seventy-five out of him, or a full ninety, depending on how the game's going. You know what I mean? Because if you're getting beat, side two 0 three 0 and the game's over. 
let's use it as a fitness exercise because the game's finished. You know what I mean? So we, you, you use it as it is sometimes. But uh, Rob, Rob just said it was Harris said that pre-match today. Yeah, well, it's it's an excuse for team selection. You know what I mean? Because yeah, if he's he not knows fit, he's going to get criticised for switching back. Yeah. If he's not fit, then he's he shouldn't be sub in my eyes. You know what I mean? Well, because if he's fit to play, because if, let's say let's say uh, let's say Kiefer Moore goes up for a header in the first thirty seconds and mm-hmm. bangs heads, gets stretched off. Who's coming on? Yeah, Glass, Glass, come on. So he's coming on for eighty nine minutes. So he's fit. He's hundred percent fit. Mm-hmm. And if he's if he's fit to come on after a minute, he's fit to start. And and right. and. and I, I can't justify that. I it's a rubbish comment. Yeah, I think it's him just trying to justify the fact that he's changed back to what was, su- or changed back to something which hasn't been successful from something which was successful on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, a couple of really interesting comments and questions straight away. Reese says, uh, we've got Benkovic and he's not even on the bench again. You could stick mm. him at the back, you could put Nelson at right back, you could drop pack, you could play Bakuna. If you play four four five one, but you can't play pack because he's if you've got a back four because he sits so deep. But like I'm going to talk about pack a bit later because he has rightly come in for a lot of criticism over the last few months. I thought he was pretty good last Saturday. Um, he was one of the better players in a very poor performance. Um, another one is uh, Rye asks: Is Neil Harris the right man to take Cardiff City to the next level? No. Next question. <laughs> uh, um, first of all, I'd like to uh, I'd like to talk about Benkovic and and and, and, yes. ask, and ask a bigger question. Um, what do Leicester City think about what what's happening to him? You know what I mean? Because surely that surely they're asking questions of. I thought he went to play. What's he What's he doing every day? He might as well He might as well now be back at his parent club, training with the Premier playing League players, reserve team football, playing 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 some kind of football. Because surely the football what he would have been playing. No disrespect to Cardiff City, he was under 23s, by the way, but he, he would have been best off playing for Leicester's than he would be playing for Cardiff's. Surely. In my opinion. Yeah. I never. Cardiff have got a um, history of doing this with lone players as well, where they sign these lone players and then they don't play them. Um, Thank God they didn't, go, didn't do it to me. Or Mitt, they, they've got. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Someone. Was it Zaha? Oh, someone came. Someone. Like a quite a big name came to Cardiff for a short little loan, and he barely played. But you know, it is what it is. I'm not saying that necessarily the Benkovic should play, but what was the could that money, that loan money, or whatever the fee they paid for him, you know, to get him in because they would have paid something, could that have gone to someone who is going to play? Because he, as far as I'm aware, he hasn't played. Yet. It's a, it's it's a bad it's a bad decision. So you can go back the last weekend QPR game. Defensively, they were all over the place with with some of the some of the goals. You know what I mean? So surely. Terrible, mate. He's got to be given an opportunity to 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 showcase what he can do. He must be he must be looking at it thinking, how many goals have they got to let in in order for yeah. me to get an opportunity? Is three not enough? Is four, five? Well, oh yeah, come on. You've got to be given an opportunity. Ravel Morrison, that was it. They signed yeah. him, and then I don't know. I think he played like a handful of substitute appearances. Now I'm like Ravel in defense, Morrison. In defence of Ravel Morrison, yeah. no one else has played him. Middlesbrough didn't play him either, so. I think it's a bigger don't sign there. him, innit? Yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? I agree. I agree. If you're going to sign someone like that, who you know, yes, they could be trouble, they could be problematic off the pitch, but when you put them on the pitch, they can do something special. Yeah, like, play them or don't bother. It's ridiculous. Um, do you think Neil Harris is the man to uh, take Cardiff to the next level? On current performances and what he's, what he's showing everybody, he's, he's no. And and you know, I'm sorry to be brutally honest, and and, and you know, I mean, ex-teammate of mine, but he's 
for me, Sire, I look at the best sides in the league who keep the same side week in, week out, and Norwich City, who was strong, Stoke City, who was strong, Swansea City, who was strong. They're strong because they're keeping the same type, same same team. And players who they aren't find in the team, something which works, don't they? Yeah. People who aren't in the team will understand why they're not playing. And when they do play, they'll know they'll be given a fair chance. At the minute, I, I see this rotation. I hate rotation. You know what I mean? I know, I, I know, I know people won't be surprised with that. But rotation for me is it's like a swear word because if I'm playing scoring goals, I expect to play. Simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if I play well and, and when I, my team wins, I expect to play. And I feel sorry for those who don't. So Reese again there with the cracking comments. He says, Harris is complaining about the lack of depth at right back, but we've known that for two or three seasons that we needed a right back. Um, and he signed one and alone. And it's problematic, mate. You know, Aiden Flint yeah. went to Wednesday on loan. Um, Rob says, uh, I'm not sure if he's ever been asked, but have you ever fancied a job in management? Obviously, you had a little stint, didn't you? Yeah, I uh, got my fingers burnt once. Um, um, it was different than what I thought. I, th I don't think I was ready to go in. I think I, I was pushed in um, on an opportunity arose quicker than I, I expected. Um, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. But um, I can understand why why it's it's very it's seen as very stressful because you, you don't enjoy winning because you don't have time. Um, you take losing to heart. Um, players are horrible. Um, you know, I mean, that comes from an ex-player. You know what I mean? The players are very selfish, very greedy. Um, and, yeah, it's, 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 it's such a different... Um, um, side of football, you know. What I mean, and I saw it. Um, didn't really enjoy it that much, and um, but I'm glad to give it a go. I've got no regrets <laughs> that I tried and um, uh, enjoyed it. Had some success, but then failed as well. So I had, a, I had, a, I had a good, um, I had a good opportunity, Alan. Yes, I think. Um, and the thing is, mate, it's not for everyone, is it? At the end of the no, day, no. Uh, listen, good players. What did they say? Good players don't always make good managers, you know. So, you know, what I mean, people people say Brian Robson didn't do a good job at Middlesbrough. I disagree. But because he was, yeah, for me, he was a world-class footballer. Um, people, people say they don't. You know, people don't think he can be a world-class manager, and you know what I mean. People say the Jurgen Klopp wasn't a great player, but is a, a world-class manager. Mourinho. Yeah, there's a lot. Of them, you know what I mean. You can you can go down, but Brian Clough for me was a very good player, if not a world-class footballer. And then for me, he was an excellent manager. So I, you know what I mean. There's always people who slip through the net. There's also you can't really make those silly comments. Managers different to playing, so different. It is indeed. Um, so let's move on to the kind of the championship news of the week. Um, bit of a shout out to uh, Welsh international Sean McDonald of Rotherham, uh, Rotherham midfielder who broke his leg uh, in the week out to the new year. <sighs> Last Saturday, it's the nasty injury. So uh, condolences really to him. Yeah, right. Miss a large chunk of the season. It's an awful side because you know I mean you've got players yeah, and. I feel more sorry for him because he's just got promoted to the championship and he's going to miss a full season in the division which he's which he's worked all his all his career to go and play back into. Um, you know that he's he's worked hard to get up to um, into that into that level and and now he's going to miss a whole chunk if not the whole season because it's not just about being injured it's recovery it's it's then getting your fitness up there's just not enough time now for a professional footballer to get back to that level and uh, I just hope he gets uh, speedy recovery gets fit and. But more importantly, gets fit to play at the level he wants and can play at because, you know, I, mean, I know these injuries can be really brutal at times. Indeed, uh, Derby manager Philip Koku is self-isolating after I think it was the chairman got COVID. Was it? Uh, let's have a look. Chief yeah. executive Stephen yeah. Pearce uh, tested mm. positive for COVID. So yeah. uh, probably Mel caught Morris probably caught it off Philip Rooney. Koku. 
Yeah. Probably got it off Rooney. They, I don't think they would say if they did. Do you know no. why? Because yeah. I don't think they'd want the negative attention. They don't need any more side. They've had enough of it for the last two years. It's, it's constant for Derby County at the minute. Uh, Rob says he's uh, sorry for changing the subject, but Ojo makes him want to rip out his hair. He's going to make mistakes, but he, he does overplay um, because he's confident. and he, but he but he, Instead of taking two men on and costing the ball or, or passing it, he'll try and take three on and get tackles. I know everyone's pointing and all. But that's what point. young players do, isn't it? They they yeah. make those decision-making mistakes quickly, yeah. um, uh, early on, should I say? And I, that's just and f- you know that's the risk you take with lone players and young lone players mm. is that they're they're learning on the job. But he's very good side and he's going to make mistakes. But that's I, I'd probably prefer somebody like that who's who wants to play and who's who's, in, who's improving than than potentially Mendes Lang who you know what I mean who didn't really pull up any trees and was 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 just as frustrating. As a, yeah. as a sign yeah. player at least so. you've got the potential and, and the, the hunger to to play and work hard for the team I agree with you to be honest I'd rather have young players in there who want to desperately play and make their mark in a short space of time than getting some journeymen yeah. who haven't quite got it anymore no, I totally agree what not. Totally but then agree. you know there's also a, a balance to everything isn't there as well there. Um Right, let's go on with the, the the championship roundup. We'll come back to Cardiff when we get to them. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, first of all, mate. Well, they've had a shocking week. Um, obviously, started at the weekend. They, they, they had the, the six-pointer against uh, Wickham Wanderers. Got beat 1-0. Um, you know what I mean? Yes, they've had a... Um, They've had some good news in the week, um, which is uh, which has got them some points back, which I'm going to go on, on to a little bit later on. Um but then, obviously, the joys of the championship side. Then they go and play a team who got relegated from the Premier League and beat them one 0 with a clean sheet. So it's it's just it's just the whole the whole thing of the championship. Obviously, is is just madness. Yes, Steve Cook got sent off and Barry Bannum scored the penalty. Uh, and when you're on about composure and and technique, Barry Bannum just fits both of those models perfectly. perfectly. And under pressure, it was a huge penalty at that time of the game. And um, and listen, yes, Sheffield Wednesday they're still in the bottom three, but the the league table now looks a lot more healthier for them. Uh, with with those six points back, and do I think they deserve them? I'll, I'll I'll explain later on. But the league table now does look a little bit better. Um, you know, what I mean, a win in the weekend potentially gets them out the bottom three, and they could go on because side. Listen, they're a massive club. They've got some very good footballers. I know Aidan Flint just had an operation on his hamstring, um, and they've got some games coming up: Millwall tomorrow, Preston, and Swansea. They've got some tough games. But would you be surprised if they won all three? I wouldn't. They could also lose all three again, so it's just the, the joys of the championship. Mate, EFL, laughable. What's the point? What's the point in them? They don't know what they're doing. They change their mind at the wit. Oh, I can't even, can't even get into that now. I'll let, I'll, I'll wait until you have your say on it later. Oh, where's? But yeah, where's? Um, infuriates me, mate. Their card have switched to four four two in the second half with Glatzel on. Yeah. Pointless. Yeah, well, you're chasing the game now, so you're going to leave yeah. gaps. There's going to be more gaps to be to be held held for Bristol City oh, going yes. forward. Oh no? uh, Joe's gone off. Next up is Derby County. Um, I played Bournemouth at the weekend side. They were one 0 up through uh, a very good goal by Shinny, and then give a uh, Raquel May equalised for Bournemouth late on. And then you go into midweek at home to QPR, thinking four points in a week. What an amazing week that would be! And you 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 just play terrible and you lose. Uh, a goal in the final couple of minutes from Macaulay Bourne and the whole thing 
is just a big mess at Derby. Um, same thing for Neil Harris for me. Um, Koku makes some silly changes after a positive display at uh, Bournemouth. You make more changes. You bring Wayne Rooney in. Did he deserve to come in? Not after a result like that and performance like that, in my opinion. Yes, he's a very good footballer. But for me, you play the same side if you've, if you've impressed and you've played well because it, it creates fractions in the change room, in the dressing room, in the, in the group for me. And the manager's not going to get any, any respect out of his players if he keeps on making changes after a good performance and result. And, um, and for me, QPR were excellent, by the way. I watched uh, extended highlights and bits and bobs from the game. And um, Macaulay Bond, we've said this, that he's going to be a very good signing from Charlton. And Charlton have lost a very good player who wanted to come back up to the championship level. And, and he's, he's doing okay. Yeah, I... Uh... Derby's—it's uh, difficult to put your finger on quite what's going wrong there, mm. and I've said it a lot over there since Rooney came in last Christmas. Has Koku been undermined by Rooney in the long term coming in? I don't know. Like obviously he gave him a lift, I know that, but oh, I don't know. They just—they can't get it together. Cool. Um, and like traditionally over the years, Derby County have always been in the playoffs, around the playoffs come the end of the season and then they fall off a bit but the last two seasons I think they've been nowhere near no, they've been dreadful that's problematic mm. for, for the club and I don't think that you can keep doing that like I don't think you can just just because Philip Koku is this big name in European football I don't think they can just give him unlimited time and just have Derby floating around the bottom half not mm. in the relegation battle, but not in the playoffs either. I think that the, the league's that tight for me, side that if you make a decision now and you push the club forward, you've got an opportunity to push forward and, 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 and potentially get in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Because the gap's not that big. Whereas if they leave it five, ten more games, there's 30, 30 points potentially down the way. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. If he's done well, he's not on the bench. Yeah, Elliot there says Rooney will be boss soon. How would Andy have felt if a teammate got the gaffer job? Well, it happened to me when I was different, different level, non-league football. That um, I, I became a manager of the team that I was playing for, and I struggled. I struggled because I, I was a teammate, and then all of a sudden a manager. And you know what I mean? That those players that I used to go out and have a, have a couple of pints with, I'm then and then friends with. I'm now a manager of, and it's difficult, really difficult. And I'm not saying Wayne Rooney has that, has that, has that. Um, have that same problem, but he will he will be close to some people as players, and will he have that affiliation to to pick them and play them? I think sometimes for me, I think it's been handled wrong. That if he was going in there automatically be a coach or manager, go and be a coach or a manager. You know what I mean? Or stay a player, and then and then if you get a manager's job, you get a manager's job. I think it's a it's difficult to do both. Yeah, it is. It really, really, I would think it's going to be very difficult for him to to go in because he he spent a year being one of the boys. And then all of a sudden, he might have to rule, run the rule over there. You know, tell him not to go out or not to do this or not to do that. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting how it all pans out at Derby. Next up is Wickham Wanderers, who had um, a very, oh. very, very good week. What a week! What a week indeed. Um, uh, and obviously, a good friend of the show um, had a fantastic week with uh, with a couple of strong performances. Um, obviously. Um, I will say get well soon to Gareth Ainsworth. He's had an operation on his back. He missed both games, which is disappointing to miss his, his, his both both wins this season so far. Um, had a bit of an accident at the training ground um, and has an operation on his back. So um, wish Gareth uh, obviously well and a speedy recovery and get get well soon. But yeah, to beat Sheffield Wednesday, which I wasn't surprised in, 
Um, mm. But then to go to Birmingham City and turn the game around on his head after going after going behind to win the game was absolutely fantastic. You know, they should have been ahead. Um, Nathan Etheridge was absolutely fantastic in goal for Birmingham. Um, George Jacobson, how he didn't score in the first half is beyond me from a run and then a free kick, which was beyond belief. But then, yeah. but then, like I spoke to him in the, I spoke to him a couple of days ago, and he was delighted with the three points and, and would have rather won the three points than, uh, than than got himself a goal in the championship, which just shows the credit of the of the. I was going to say young lad, young lad there, but he's not young anymore, is he? He's a he's a, mm-hmm. he's a grown he's a grown man. Um, so, listen, fantastic weekend. It gives them an opportunity now to kick on side and see see if they can emulate the Rotherhams, the Coventrys, and the Luton Towns. At Wickham, um, with a bit of luck, they could have been on a four four wins on the bounce because I felt yeah. like they should have beaten Norwich. They could yeah. have beaten Watford, yeah. and then obviously they've had these two wins on the bounce. So there were signs in those games that they were starting to get it together. They did okay against Reading. Yeah. So against those three big teams in Reading, Norwich, and Watford, they did pretty well. And then they followed that up with two excellent performances against Sheffield Wednesday and and uh, Birmingham, and and they're the games they'd have had their, their eye on after those big, you know, the games against Watford, Norwich, Reading. They'd have known those were tough games, but yeah. they'd have looked ahead to Sheffield Wednesday and and Birmingham and think, you know, they're there. That's where we need to get our points. And I'm sure, which is which is the before and they'd have been, yeah, before and they'd have probably said four points from these two games and we'll be happy. So to come and get six, I think, is yeah. exceptional. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> oh, look, Mr. Brown is back. Haven't seen him for a while. Okay. Adam. And uh, who we got next then, mate? Let's have a look. Uh, Coventry City. Where's my table yeah. gone? Coventry City, indeed. Um, Friday night, uh, we spoke about how Reading were going to beat Coventry. Um, obviously, didn't didn't materialise Coventry turned them over obviously uh, first defeat some for... people in the chat said they, yeah they said yeah they so f- the first uh, first defeat for Reading which is a fantastic result um, and then they go to uh, to uh, well, Midlands Derby against Nottingham Forest during the week and they go 1-0 down to get themselves level and then um, and then I'm not sure if you've seen it but Lyle Taylor um, he went over extremely soft for the, for the penalty in the 96th minute but then he took this penalty with absolute um, uh, just just Amazing confidence and, and composure, and yeah, just fantastic. But disappointing for Coventry because I think that the, the four points would have been huge for them, um, especially against the two sides that they played against. You know, they don't get any bigger than Reading and Nottingham Forest in that division, so um, fantastic. Big shout out, thanks to Elliot there. First one to purchase a, a super sticker thing, which nice. is available. They're all available on YouTube now, like super stickers and super chats. Nice. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, Lyle Taylor, you're right. He went down very, very easily, mm. very easily, but took the penalty beautifully, uh, as it were. Um, Listen, Sai, if, if, if that's my team, if that's my team, I'm, I'm wanting a penalty. But if, if, if that's against you, I'm not. But you know, yeah. I mean, I can't. You can't really argue. Yeah. What do you think of Coventry's week uh, and their not just the results, but their their performances? Like, how do you think they're doing? Uh, so um, I think I think they're doing all right. The, the, the problem they've got, sir, is, is letting goals in. Four four goals in a week is is, is alarming, you know. And they've scored four goals themselves. So, you know, I mean, I don't think I don't think going forward, Mark Robbins will have too many concerns. I think he's I think he's quite happy. But they've got to get the fine balance between attack and defence. And at the minute, it's it's gung ho going forward, and then they're leaving gaps in defence. And you've ninety six minutes, side You're drawing one all away at Nottingham Forest. Just shut up shop. You don't need to attack. Put the ball in the corner. See it out for a draw. And just just go home with the points. You don't. That point could be massive come the end of the season. 
yeah, spot on, mate. Um, Rob just asked, what the hell is a super sticker? So on YouTube, when you get to like a thousand subscribers, people can... I'm glad Rob asked that. ...send like super... So basically, it's like tips, basically. Um, just stuff like that. So I don't know. I haven't really looked at it, to be honest. It's uh, been a busy week, but I appreciate it. Nonetheless, can't fault it. Um, what else was there? Someone else said something. Uh, Joe Rawls just missed a big chance. Uh, Elliot says world class insight. Of course. And, uh, lots of people saying, why the hell is he only now going to 442? And uh, Ryan says, uh, changing the team every game doesn't help, which obviously we talked about uh, just a minute ago. Like, it's not going to help the players ultimately, is it? Uh, next up is Forest, mate. Uh, they finally got a win. Yeah, well, I watched them on. Uh, I watched them on Saturday against Middlesbrough. I was, um, I was, I was, well, it was, it was a boring game. Yeah, but it is a boring game. But watching them, being a Middlesbrough fan at times, but I was, I was disappointed with the way that Forest obviously set up. I, I speak about um, teams playing four four two. I look at, I look at some of the players that they have. Yes, they were missing uh, Lewis Graben, but then to not play um, Lyle Taylor, I thought was 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 very negative. You know, they played up, they played Guerrero up front. Um, I didn't think had a very good game at all. I thought he was he was he was he wasn't his movement wasn't very good. He didn't cause any problems, and Nottingham Forest sat back, sat back, sat back, and then eventually Middlesbrough got the late goal, and it, they had nobody to blame but themselves. But you know, what I mean, they, I seen a difference in them against Coventry side that they that they kept going till the end, and um, obviously the team selection was um, was different. That Lyle Taylor started and he played a full game and he got his reward right at the end. And how can Lyle Taylor, Lewis Grabbin, anybody score goals if you're not playing? It's just we, we talk about. The Cardiff City problems. For me, they've got two very good championship centre forwards, but they need to both be playing if they're going to score goals. Yes, it's you can't. This is what we were saying about Glatzel, mate, isn't it? You can't score if you're on the bench. You can't affect the game if you're on the bench. Um, and yeah, it was weird, though, wasn't it, to see them sign Lyle Taylor, and then they weren't playing him and Graben together, which we did. And then when they we did when they have, they seem to have done all right. The difference is they spent money on them, I believe. I believe because they got money free transfer, they see that as different business. But they're paying him more wages, so it adds up adds up the same value in the end. So for me, they need to play him. His value is is being on the pitch, scoring goals, and and for me, I think they need more goals. Yeah, be interesting if Forest can pull it round because they've had a a dreadful start really to the season. To be fair, and, and obviously we've talked about the mental effect of the end of last season, maybe Evan an effect on this season I think is probably the case next up was Rotherham um, yeah they've had mi a mixed, mixed mixed week yeah not, not a great week 2-1-0 defeats um, got beat by Stoke City away from home which you know, was always going to be a tough game and, and then they play against Luton Town and, and James Collins pops up with a, with a winner poor defending from a um, from a wide cross and I listen they don't score enough goals we've said this after a, after a very good win against um, Sheffield Wednesday 3-0 you know what I mean to follow up with a with a tough week, you know, you can't afford to have weeks like this um, because obviously it, it, it causes, it just causes problems and it causes negativity around the players and, and you're going to the next game lacking lacking more confidence, etc. So, um, I do fear for, for a Rotherham because I look at the bottom teams below them, Nottingham Forest will be ahead of them, um, Derby County I think will be ahead of them, Sheffield Wednesday will be ahead of them, so there's not that many teams who I can guarantee will be ahead of them come the end of the season, so... Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a long, long, long season, I think, for Rotherham because they don't score enough goals. Yeah, and defensively, they're yeah, the poor all over the shop, mate, mm. to say the least. Uh, Barnsley, oh dear. 
Yeah, well, Sai, listen, you, you've got you've got such a mixed week here. So you go and beat Watford at home on Saturday. Um, you had an early 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 winning goal by uh, uh, by Mowers. Excellent, held on. I think you know what I mean. That I thought uh, Watford probably probably could have and probably should have um, got the equaliser towards the end, but didn't come from anything. And then you go and play Cardiff City, get dominated, get blown out the water by four four two and lose three 0 just men against boys and um, I think they'll be they'll be massively disappointed with that um, and obviously games got moving forward and coming forward you've got you've got Derby County below them you've got Nottingham Forest who are just below them and then you've got some really tough games Brentford, Blackburn, Birmingham so you've got some absolutely outrageous games coming up and if they don't pick some points up um, you know what I mean it's going to be a, even more of a struggle than it was last year because we spoke about last year they couldn't keep clean sheets but they, they scored enough goals. The seat was switched. You know what I mean? They don't create as many chances as they used to, um, and they're not scoring enough goals. And teams always are going to score against them. So it's, I do, uh, I do, I do. Hawke, because Barnsley is a really good football club. I always have good times there. I always enjoy playing at Hawkeye. So it's a massive club, and uh, and and hopefully the turn things around. We've got a new manager, and um, he's going to take him time to embed um, his ideas and implement them in, in, in the way that we're moving forward. But let's see, see if he can do it. It's very strange, isn't it? Like they played well against, or they did all right against. Got a draw against Stoke. Played well against Millwall. Beat QPR. Who've the who QPR by the way have then gone on and won a couple of games. Yeah. Um, they beat Watford, and you're thinking, right now they're getting, they're building up ahead of steam, and then they just went off a cliff versus Cardiff. It's uh, yeah. it's a very strange one, mate. But they've got a very small squad. Um, and I think that could be problematic for them later on in the season. They're so reliant on like one, maybe two players to score their goals that if those players get injured or you know just out of form, it becomes a, almost like a race to find someone to strike in. Uh, speaking of falling off cliff, Blackburn Rovers, um, what's happened to them? You're my muted, mate. Um, terrible week, mate. Yeah, they got beat by uh, Swansea at the weekend. Um, really poor performance. Um, and then I watched them against Middlesbrough in the week, and they really struggled. Middlesbrough dominated against them, and I was I was just really surprised with them um, with how they lacked creativity. They didn't get on the ball. They didn't put the ball in the good areas. Um, yes, they were missing Armstrong, um, who was obviously a, a a big player, a big player for them. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a huge miss. Stewie Down has just gone back in time for them, so he'll give them a bit more cre- creativity. Obviously, you've, you've still got your your Bradley Dack, um, who's not there, but you've still got your Lewis Holby, who who didn't dominate the game like he, like like he has done in previous weeks. And does he need better players around him? Um, but I did I did think, and I do think, the Blackburn Rovers are underachieving and should be doing a lot better. They're not scoring enough goals, and they can't be they can't be judged side with a, with a one man band for for a young centre forward of, of, of Armstrong. Well, mate, I was. Um... I was tipping them to really make a push this year and get towards going up with the side they had already, the players they brought in. I felt yeah. like this could be the their time, and they've just they started off well, and then yeah. they've just fallen well, off one, a cliff. One win, one made. win in six games is is just is not good enough. And when you look at their side, it's full of quality players. Yeah, it's bizarre, bizarre. Yeah. Uh, QPR, on the other hand, had a great oh. week. Fantastic week. Part, played, yeah. Great week. Played Cardiff City. Played Cardiff City the weekend. Um, beaten three two. Two 0 up. Got a two 0 head start. 
Yeah, Cardiff uh, brought it back. Um, obviously, gave two penalties away, um, and then they had the they had the desire to go back up the other end side. They didn't they didn't just just be happy with the point and, and scored the winning goal. And obviously, we spoke a little bit about the the derby game with the. Um, uh, Macaulay Bond scoring the winning goal, and and I thought they were the best side in that game. And six points at this at this stage of the season is is a huge boost, and it gives them an opportunity to to progress on and kick on because the win at the weekend it can put them just outside the playoffs. You know, what I mean, they have another week like this, it can put them inside the playoffs if not if not higher. So um, I think they'll be uh, they'll be delighted with the, with the week that they've had. Yeah, you can't uh, better really. The um, you know on paper to, when you've got Cardiff and Derby coming up. To come away with six points, I think, for any team is, uh, you know, that's a big week. Big week. Yeah. And um, yeah. they defend, I think I said last week, if they can sort out their defence, I think they could be, you know, they'll be comfortable um, yeah. in this league. And maybe even with a bit of luck, go towards the playoffs. Yeah, they should be nowhere near the relegation zone if they uh, can just sort out the leaky defence, mate. Huddersfield uh, Town. Uh, I, I can't work them out. You know, what I mean, we we raved about them a couple of weeks ago after a couple of wins. Um, they got a Millwall. Probably didn't expect them to get teams, anything. Mate. Yeah, and then I yeah, got a Millwall. Didn't expect them to get anything. They go and beat them three 0 which is an absolutely fantastic result. They were one 0 ahead. Um, two late goals. Obviously, they, ca- they catch Millwall on the break. Millwall are trying to. But then they got against against Bristol City. Yes, Bristol City were a good side, but um, one 0 ahead, and you just you just fold in the last fifteen minutes, and you just can't afford to do that against anybody. Just. Sometimes saying that, and, and I've said it earlier on about some teams in this season, that do you need to go gung home, get that second goal? Or can you just shut up shop, have good um, good formation, good two banks of four, and be solid and hard to beat? And, you know, I mean, sometimes teams think they've got to score two, threes and fours to uh, to get promoted. You don't. You just need to win games. And, and the managers like um, um, Aitor Karanka, for example, very successful of doing that kind of job. And You know what I mean? He just needs... Teams like teams like us seem to follow suit. I think. Yeah, I think so. We um, we seem to be cursing these teams like Huddersfield and uh, Forest and Blackburn. As soon as we say they're doing well and they could go on and do something, they, they yeah. fall off a cliff. But one the, thing uh, I will say about Huddersfield, though, si, is is look, listen, as well. chalk, chalk and cheese Huddersfield. That listen, the the start they made last year. You know what I mean. This is an excellent season so far. You know what I mean. So if they can go on the run like they went on last year towards the middle of the end of the season they'll have a chance to get in the playoffs because they had a really strong start a really strong end so you know what I mean the, 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 it's not it's not doom and gloom it's just it's just the inconsistency for some sides a couple of quick looks at the comments uh, Elliot says he uh, really rates Huddersfield just take him a bit of time Colin Ward says Borough look hard to beat but worry they won't score enough goals to be in the mix Kelly says Warnock lost to Bristol this time last year and walked is history going to repeat itself? Uh, I don't see Neil Harris walking. I think Cardiff will have to. That's a good start, though. It's a good it start. It's really a good start. It's a good start. That you know, it's a, it's a, it's a really good way to look at it. Um, I'll just answer a couple of those. Um, Neil Warnock's doing great. I, listen, he, he does what he says in the tin. He's, he's journeyman like. He's hard to beat. It's not pretty, but it's effective and it wins football matches and potentially it gets teams promoted. So. Will I complain? I won't complain, no, but um, I, 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 the Premier League's a different animal, you know, and Cardiff City found that out to, the, to their detriment. Um, yeah. Bristol City shut enough shop. Listen, you know what I mean? I've just said, there about, do, um, just said there about, do you need that second? Do, do Bristol City need a second goal in this game? No, they don't. No. 
and what the, and what did I say earlier on? Did you go and win the game? You get your goal, and then you fart about, for lack of a better term. You don't set out to not lose. Yeah. And then have to chase the game and have to yeah. change your tactics completely. Yeah. Listen, Sai, as, as, as a football fan, every Cardiff City fan who watches this, every football fan who watches this in their, in their team, you will swallow and take a defeat if you see your side trying to win a football match and you don't win it because you've been beaten by a better side. What you can't yeah. handle and you don't like is when you sit back and be beaten by a side and you've never seen your team have a go. You know what I mean? And I don't like that. You know what I mean? As a centre forward, I would be frustrated if I was sat on the bench and, and, and seen negative tactics. If I was in the team and I didn't get the ball, I'd be asking why. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I need the ball. I need the ball forward early. Early, early the better. You know, and that's in the first minute. That's it's it's direct. I just uh, it's frustration. We're all frustrated, and every football fan gets the same. But it's it's um, the joy of being a football fan, I guess. Yeah, indeed. Uh, next, Birmingham City. Uh, so they had two losses this week. Um, no, they beat uh, Preston North End at the weekend two one. Did they? Um, yeah. yeah, I do apologise. Yes, yeah, on Saturday um, they scored the winning goal with five minutes to go. Gary Gardner, which oh, that's right, is yeah, absolutely, absolutely fantastic result uh, to go there. You know, impressed the no mugs and um, and and Aitor did a did a great job. But then you got the Wickham game, probably over complacent, took them for granted, uh, went one 0 ahead, thinking the game's over, and then all of a sudden you find yourself at a, uh, a defeat and 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 for Birmingham probably. A, uh, an embarrassing defeat because it should have been three wins out of three and and flying up that table. But um, I know we've had a, a little question on the in the group in the group side asking uh, what do I think? What do we think about Aitor Kranka? I think he's I think he's a great manager for this level. Um, I think he knows the division. He knows players what work in this division. He knows formations. He knows the style of play and football which get out this league similar to Neil Warnock but with a little bit more of an attacking twist. Um, it's not pretty. Um, it's just not three hundred goals a season. It's not you won't let loads in, but it's 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 a way which 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 gets you going and gets you playing effectively in this league. Yeah, I mean, Cardiff fans, but in the chat and Facebook are just bemoaning the uh, not taking chances. Mate, um, Geraint says if basically if we had Chopper and Bothroyd up front, we'd be four up. Uh, Gavin said Harris is clueless. But let, let's go. Let's go back. That, let's go back that that, that question side. So if we'd had Bothroyd and Chopper up front, we'd be four 0 up. But yeah. one of them, but one of them would be on the bench. Yeah, so, probably Ch- Chopper would be on the bench, or Bothroyd yeah. would be up front. Yeah. That's so this is the, this is the thing. This is the problem. But we're, we're focusing on on we're chasing the game now. You know, what I mean, we shouldn't be chasing the game. That's my point. That's the point. I think we're trying to make that that if yeah. we'd have had two two up front, the game would have been different for me. Yeah, and I think. I've said numerous times this season on both shows, as a manager, any manager, not just the Cardiff manager, Cardiff managers should be, any manager should be playing the tactics that suit the players they've got, not what their vision of football is, and forcing the players into that formation. Now, to me, at the moment, the players which Cardiff City have got better suit a 4-4-2 than they do a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-5-1. You know, and maybe I'm wrong, but judging by how the season's going, and then yeah. when we did play four four two, we're on to Cardiff anyway now. So, listen, Sai, Man City can do it. They can win the league. They can do well in the Champions League. But it's personal. It's different players. You know what I mean? Not not every team is the same, and it's not one dimensional. It's about 
playing to your strengths. And for me, I look at Cardiff City's strengths, and Cardiff City's strengths are you've got two monsters of centre forwards. Yeah, so Ivan Tony's oh, awful Tony. compared to Andy Campbell. Well, <laughs> to be honest, shocked. that's a that's a big statement because. Uh, you're a uh, big you, fan if, of him, aren't you? Carry on, carry on watching the show because um, Ivan Tony is. Uh, listen, I would have loved to play up front with Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony reminds me uh, a little bit of um, like Leo Fortune West. That he, he's he's big and he's tall and he's unpredictable uh, and he gets the goals. He misses chances but he gets goals. Indeed, um, Cardiff's QPR. This is the problem. Cardiff keep giving teams two, two, one, two goals lead. What's the point? Oh, any goal, any goal. Always chasing, always chasing the game. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think they deserved anything from the QPR game. Um, I'm going to talk about Marlon Pack in that game because, uh, rightly being criticised throughout the season and last season, but I thought he was one of the better players there in the QPR game. Barnsley then for Cardiff was an excellent performance, change of shape, change of tactics, and what a surprise. It's no shock, is it? You know? Yeah. I, listen, say si, I agree. I was disappointed on Saturday um, when the first two goals went in. I, I was having nightmares because I, I did say on Friday that that we can't have another result like we had uh, last year with a with the five or six one result. I think it was, and and when it was two 0 I was thinking, oh no, please don't. That's the kiss of death. And. Um, obviously, Joe got two penalties. His first one was very good. His second one was terrible. Um, but obviously, got the rebound. Um, scored his scored his second goal. But then we've just said it about other team side. You're two 0 down. You've worked your absolute socks off to get back at two two. Just shut up shop and see the game out. You don't need to go. You don't need to go and try and win it now. You've you've got yourself back from nothing. You've earned a point from from nowhere. Just take a point, run, and yeah. you've stole You've stole a point, and it would have been a great point. Four points in a week. QPR away from being turned down in Barnsley at home would have been a great, you know what I mean. But listen, the lads re- uh, resurrected themselves. They, um, they had a great performance. Um, the manager changed the formation, like you said. It was fantastic. But um, but then we've got tonight, so we're we're starting off on a on a bad week at the minute. Yeah, and <coughs> excuse me, sorry. I um I haven't been able to watch much of the game tonight. The bets I've seen, we haven't particularly been. Very good. I'm, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad I'm not watching the second half. By all accounts, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, next up, Preston North End, my friend. Uh, oh, I can't. I can't work. Out, yeah, I can't work them outside for me because they're, uh, they're they're from what happened last year. I think they were disappointed. You know what I mean? From not getting in the playoffs, they, they played Birmingham City at home, which I still probably would have expected them to win. Um, get beat two one, disappointing, and then you go into a, a game midweek, probably lacking confidence away from home to against the top of the league and then you go and smash them 3-0 which is a, a fantastic display but they're all set for breakaway football um, Preston Barkhausen um, you've got um, Scott Sinclair they've got pure pace in their side and, and, and I'm a really big fan if they could be a little bit more consistent or not ship the goals in like they do they'd have an opportunity spot on mate uh, Stoke City I spoke about a spoke about a I spoke about a decent week. I think they've had a good week. They beat uh, Rotherham uh, on Saturday one nil, um, and they lost on uh, Tuesday or, or Wednesday against Watford. But anybody who watched the game, um, keep watching because I'm going to have a little bit of a rant later on because one of those goals was an absolute disgrace. Some of the goals that the Stoke City scored, Nick Powell in particular, absolutely excellent goal. Um, yes, listen, they shouldn't let three goals in, um, and they've got. But for me, on paper side, they've got the best squad in the division and. I'd be very surprised if, if they're not up there and, and, and achieving a little bit more come uh, the end of the season. 
spot on, mate. Can't fault you there. I am um, Stoke, but yeah, like on paper, mate, they should be running, almost running away with it. But yeah, it don't work like that, unfortunately. Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it. Uh, next up, Brentford. Or should we start to start calling them Ivan Tony FC because um, he's just he's listen he's taken to the championship like a, a duck in water. He's just been absolutely fantastic. He's um, he scored uh, a goal against Luton Town on Saturday. Uh, he scores the equaliser against uh, oh, sorry the first goal in the in the draw against Swansea. Um, he's just leading the line really well. Sign. He's just he's he's not feeling the pressure. You know they've obviously lost Ollie Watkins. They've lost Ben Rama. Um, I think. Um, um, Canos for me is, is 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 doing really well. He's 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 direct. He's uh, and and Wemo as well, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, do I think they'll be up up there? Yes, I do. Do I think they'll they'll get promoted? Probably no. I don't because I think they've lost too much quality and, and not reinvested in the squad unless they they spend some of that, that money which they've they've in, they've got into the club uh, in in January. But listen, it's a hard place to go to. They score some goals, by the way. Seventeen goals in ten games of Scott. It's just every time they go forward, they, they, they look like they're going to score goals. But when I say 17 goals, side um, and around about when about Ivan Tony, you know, he's he's he scored, he scored in his last three games, and then he didn't score one, and then he scored six in his previous three before that. So it's just. Well, Rides just asked, uh, do you think Brentford are missing Watkins and Ben Rama? No, at the moment, not going, not going forward. No, I think um, I think they've got enough good players, um, but of course they're missing them. They're missing them because. How better could players. how better could they be with those in the side? You know that Ivan Tony up front with Ali Watkins with Ben Ryan on one side and and Bremo the other. For me, that doesn't get any better. So are they missing him? Yeah, of course they are. But seventeen goals speaks for itself. So I, I don't think you can be disrespectful to the lads who are who are scoring goals. But they're letting a lot more goals in, which is having a having a huge impact. Because what look at Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough have let five goals in the season side. Brentford have let in twelve. So it's, there's a massive difference yeah, there. It's a big difference, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then next up is Luton. They had a mixed week. They lost 3-0 to Brentford and then uh, beat Rotherham 1-0. Yeah, I think uh, I think you've got to look at your game, side for me, and, and the Luton game, uh, the Luton uh, Rotherham game for me is the game that you probably need to pick your points up. And James Collins, he's making a name for himself in the Championship again this season, like he did last season, and, and got the winning goal from a set piece from a cross in the box and volleyed it home. Great finish. And, uh, and you can see how much it meant to the players and to the managers to get that win because that was a huge win against uh, against the side below them. Yeah, full on, mate. They're, they made a good start to the season, though. Been quite impressed with them. Um, yeah. Millwall, mate, as well. They've uh, yeah, they made a good week. start and then they've yeah. had a really bad week. Yeah, bad week this week. No goals. 3-0 defeat against Watford and a 0-0 draw against Norwich, which, which, which looks like a good result, but... When you're off the back of a three-nil defeat, like one point mm. out of uh, out of two games is, is not good enough for a for a side like Millwall. Uh, you know, I mean, they've got goals in the side, um, and to not score again in two games is uh, is disappointing for them, especially after coming off the back of a two-nil win against Preston. They'll be disappointed, but um, I'm sure they'll be well up for the Sheffield Wednesday game tomorrow, and then play Cardiff City the week after. Shows how um, dependent they're on, which all teams are on their their main strikers, their main forwards. Yeah. You know, Wallace is, hasn't scored for a few games, and Millwall's form has kind of dropped off a little bit. Yeah. Um, next up is the mighty Middlesbrough, my friend. Yeah, um, just just very defensive. Um, they, I always feel as though they're going to win the game. Though I always feel that they've got a chance um, if they can just be be composed in the right areas. Obviously, the beat uh, Nottingham Forest at the weekend with a very late goal. Uh, they should have beaten Blackburn in midweek. They probably should have scored two or three, but didn't have the composure um, to put the mm. ball in the net. But 
Um, listen, four points in a week against uh, against a very good side, two very good sides was is, is enough for me. I've got um, a question for you, mate. Um, I, obviously, you watch Middlesbrough a lot more than me. I've seen a bit of them this year, and I, I think they're creating more, much more chances than they were and uh, would get last yeah. year. Yeah. Just, that's a fair assumption. So does that mean they just need a striker who's going to regularly protect those chances? Uh, I think somebody sent in the chat there, didn't they, about somebody uh, that, that, that teams need someone who's going to score 10 or 15, 20 goals a season. If Middlesbrough has somebody, the game's finished there, by the way, if Middlesbrough have somebody who um, scored 15, 20 goals a season, Middlesbrough would guarantee the playoff place. With the way that they play and the way that they're set up, they would they would guarantee it because there's, there's at least there's 15 games that you're going to win or there's 20 games that you're going to win 1-0 or there's games that you're going to score 2 in or 3 in. So you can afford to let goals in, and but teams need those goal scorers, and the goals goal scorers cost a lot of money, and especially at the minute you look at Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins scored what twenty five thirty goals last season in the championship. He goes for 30, 30 or thirty six million pounds or whatever. So it just shows the golf in um, in how much Middlesbrough would have to spend. Unfortunately, uh, Rye, Rye asks, do you think Borough will be up there? Um, I do, I do, I do believe they'll be up there. Um, Listen, I would love Middlesbrough to get promoted to the Premier League for the area and for the club, for Steve Gibson, for Neil Warnock, for the players. It'd be great. For the fans, it'd be amazing. Um, it would take a huge amount of investment next season, which I don't think they've got, um, to stay in the Premier League. It's, it's just, you look at sides like Villa, how much they spend Southampton. You know what I mean? You look at the sides what came down. You look at Cardiff in the Division two years ago. Teams who don't invest get relegated and it can have a bigger impact by the way because if you do invest on certain players your wages and players and you can't you can't just sell them thinking oh well I'll sell them as a as a Premier League player they have to impress at the same time it doesn't always work like that yeah I got a feeling we're going to have a, an influx of Cardiff fans now and very disgruntled so we will go back yeah. to Cardiff um, let's get we're going to get through the rest of the teams now our last couple and then we'll go back to the the Cardiff-Bristol game but um, next up Oh, the one thing I was going to say about Borough is I would love to see Borough go up in the playoffs or something so that Warnock could retire on that high of going up to the championship. I'd like that. That'd be good. good I, way I'd go. really, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth, mate. Yeah, tough week for them. Uh, a draw against uh, Derby County. Obviously, they've got a late goal by Raquel May. Um, and then they got got Sheffield Wednesday and I fully expected them to go there and, and get a victory because they've defended well. They've always got goals away from home and and they lose one nil. Obviously, Steve Cook's going to get a suspension. Uh, Barry Bannon scored the winning penalty with his lovely composure. But I think uh, they put a little bit of pressure on obviously King and and um, Solanke for me every time they they play. You know what I mean? We we watched them side, didn't we? And I think it was on a Friday night when um, um, when the midfielder scored a couple of goals against Coventry City. And yeah, we've not seen enough of that. You know what I mean? The mid, they need goals from all over. David Brooks needs more goals and. Um, other players need to bring in with more goals because you can't just rely on one or two players. The good sides in this league score goals from everywhere. That's why Leeds got yes. promoted last year. It'd be interesting if this uh, Rodrigo Raquel May, who's very highly rated, can get you know he scored his first goal. Now maybe he can get a bit of a, a bit of run, yeah. give him some creativity going forward because he's very highly rated. It's just he hasn't quite got going yet. Um, yeah. But it takes time. Uh, yeah. Next up, Watford, mate. Mixed um, yeah, yeah, mixed week. Yeah, got beat the weekend by Barnsley. Um, didn't didn't do great, but then obviously the win um, against Stoke City uh, through the week. Obviously went one 0 down. They fought back through Tom Cleverley. Oh, I thought Tom Cleverley had a really good game, by the way. Um, 
yeah, very good player. Uh, but obviously, it's the it's the goals. It's the goal which for me should never have been given. Um, you know what I mean? But you know, I mean, he's a very good player. The goal should never have been given, in my opinion. Um, Pedro, I, I really like. Uh, I really do like. And then the winning goal um, from Sar. You know, what I mean, it was, it was a very good centre forward, by the way. And I think he'll get a lot of goals. He's underrated, and um, and I think obviously with Troy Deeney, you know what I mean, still waiting in the wings. He's not getting much game time. I'm not sure why. Is he not fit? Does he not want to be there? I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, Andrea Gray as well. So they've got goals in the in the team Watford to come. I think there's more to come from Watford. Deeney's an interesting one because there was rumours that he wanted to go in the summer after they got relegated. He didn't, and I wonder whether I. Obviously, I'm just thinking out loud, but I do wonder whether he voiced his wish to go. No one made a firm move for him, and then he's kind of stuck there in a place where he's told the manager or whoever that you know he needs to, wanted to go. I don't know. It's it's weird that he's not playing. Yeah. Besides, he's 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 not going anywhere. The rules are the rules. He's going to have to stay till January. So for me, who's going to buy him if he's not playing? If he's not fit. Yeah, and but I just wonder whether that's why he's not playing. It's because it's a bit. Yeah. Awkward because he said he wanted to go and then couldn't. Uh, next up, Norwich, mate. Um, listen, they got to Bristol City the weekend. Uh, early early Saturday game, comfortably beat them. You know what I mean? They got at them straight away. We've we've just spoke there about teams getting at them. Uh, Pucky scored two goals in the first fourteen minutes. You know what I mean? They got their third goal just before half time. Direct football, um, all action football. You know what I mean? With uh, with attacking players. You know what I mean? So for me, they've showed Cardiff today. How, what should have been done last weekend because surely Cardiff City will have watched videos and things um, but um, Norwich City played Millwall through the week they had 27 shots on on, uh, on goal against Millwall didn't score so that shows for me yes unlucky game should have won the game but listen I'd rather that side that going to try and win it than being negative and sitting back yeah and just being a bore nil nil yeah. draw and still having the same side the by game. the way the same side as what played against Bristol City four days previous but you know why that is, don't you? Because they outplayed Bristol City. It's consistent. team. Beat them 3-1. So, oh, the team's done well. I'm going to keep the same team. Yep. Totally agree. It's not rocket totally science. Agree. Totally agree. Um, I'll get to some of the comments now. Because uh, <coughs> a lot of them are about the Cardiff game. Uh, next up is... Swansea. Swansea. Oh, listen, Si, I said a couple of weeks ago that they've got something right. They've got something going and, 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 and they are. Beat Blackburn Rover quite convincingly uh, last weekend. Yes, Blackburn are no great shakes at the minute. They're really struggling. Um, they go to Brentford, go one 0 down in the fight back. You know, what I mean, four points in a week against two very good sides is a is a fabulous weekend. You know what I mean? That, that, listen, we all have our um, our quirks about Swansea City and, and don't want them obviously to do well. But credit where credit's due, and you know what I mean. They're, they're doing really well, and and, and they're playing the the playing attacking football, and they're playing that Swansea way again, creating chances, attacking games, and. And they're doing it all without without Brewster, obviously, who they've lost a big player. So, um, you know, I mean, they're not they're, they're keeping clean sheets and the, and, the, and the scoring goals. So, it's a recipe for success. To that, unfortunately, the way we look at yeah, it. Yeah, and they got a good manager who's very tactically yeah. tactically astute. Uh, so, yeah. I want you to tell me about Bristol's week, but not don't include tonight because we'll go yeah. to that after the Reading game. Shocking week. Um, got beat by <laughs> Bournemouth one 0 and then obviously, and then and then obviously got uh, heavily beaten by by Norwich City. Norwich got at them. Norwich attacked them um, at home, and Norwich just just dominated the full game and showed everybody how to how to dominate a game on a on a football pitch. And uh, yeah, they've had, they had a really bad week. And obviously, going into this week's fixtures, probably dreading them. 
Indeed, mate. Yeah, it's uh, they must have gone into that game tonight thinking, oh god, the last team we want to play is like oh, a rival in the totally form agree. they were in, and then totally agree. they get a nice easy start, a goal head start, as is tradition against Cardiff, and then they just have a nice easy defensive exercise for the rest yeah. of the night. But uh, lastly, Reading, who have completely fallen off a cliff after looking unbeatable for a few games. Yeah, terrible week. Obviously, they played uh, Friday night. Uh, obviously, we we spoke about uh, about the game and um, obviously some some shocking goals to give away. Um, and then looked at the Preston game side, and to be fair, they did okay for long for long periods. I thought first half they were they were a decent side, and then second half they just they just fell fell apart. And um, Danny Johnson missed a penalty for for Preston. They went one 0 down from Scott Sinclair, um, and then two 0 down. Well, there's about seventy twenty minutes to go, and then they're still. They made things worse for themselves by attacking and leaving big gaps, and then um, and then Potts breaks away towards the end and makes it three 0 And I just I just think sometimes just learn from mis- your mistakes and and just think we've lost the game anyway. Why make it any Why make it any worse? Why make it three four when we don't need to make things and results look worse because it it affects confidence for me. Yeah, and I mean we've we've talked a lot in the show about the importance of confidence and momentum and. Um, and keeping a winning team going. Cardiff have been very up and down this season and haven't kept the same side. They won against Barnsley in their best best performance of the season, without a doubt. 3 0, clean sheet, three goals, could have been a couple more with a bit of luck. And he's changed the side again, needlessly. And Cardiff are chasing a game after two minutes again. Um, so. We'll try and focus a bit more on the second half, obviously, because we've talked about the first half more. So if people want to give their views on the game, uh, Kelly, for instance, says Jacob Murphy needs to give his brother some tips. He's doing all right for Newcastle this year. But uh, what did you, from uh, what you saw of that second half, mate? What anything stand out for you? Um, not as good as a, not as good as the first side. You know that I think I think um, for me, it's confidence. It's 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 players. Going into for me, it's like more of a worried second half performance. That you're worried about um, the outcome because you know what's coming. You know that they're just going to sit behind the ball because you know that they've that they've got the tails up, the one nil ahead, and they're going to be hard to beat. And and what's the best that you're going to get? You're going to get is a draw. You know, and that's not good enough for a Cardiff City side. side you know what I mean? And I think I'm disappointed, frustrated because who knows what would have happened if he'd have kept the same side? You know what I mean? And for me, you've got to give it a go because you just never know. Yeah, so Rob says there, Cardiff never break through the middle. All the attacks are slow. They give defences time to block up the defence. It's just slow, slow. I think we rely too much, Si. We we rely too much on, um, we put too much on emphasis on Lee Tomlin. You know what I mean? We've now got Harry Wilson. Um, You know what I mean? I thought Junior Hollett through the week was excellent. Um, Ojo's obviously a young boy. He's 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 not not a boy, but he's a young young lad, inconsistent. But for me... Learning on the job, isn't he? If you got yeah, if you got a Tomlin back in and uh, Harry Wilson, you had two attacking players as well, and you can play them two off off wide. They tuck in and play through the middle and slip balls, but they could also have the quality to to, to put balls in the box. You know what I mean? So you're winning on both counts because you can get long crosses from fullbacks. Um, you can put balls from long and they pick up second balls. It's just it's frustrating because there's there's all these things that I'd I'd love to see, but then when we do see them, you see it working and things go back to back to the way they were. And it's almost see to me, Neil Harris seems very much like the kind of manager 
who I don't know how to describe it like it's like a comfort thing whereby if things aren't going well which they're obviously not going well this year he reverts back to type so he reverts back to what he feels has worked for him in the past what he feels is the best way his teams have played so it's he sets up to try and not lose the game the problem being every time he sets up like that for Cardiff they concede early goals one goal two goal so Cardiff, and then he's got to abandon those those tactics that he reverts to anyway yeah. so why not play the tactics which suit the players you've got get 2-0 up and then revert to your your go-to tactics if you like yeah, listen I, I, I totally agree side for me for me I, I want to see my side go for it I want to see my side playing yeah. uh, front foot football and, and especially when you've got players and... like Tom, Tomlin arguably one of the best number 10s the championship's ever yeah. seen I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about going gung ho side and, and yeah. leaving one or two men at the back I'm on about um, keeping your, your back four and keeping your two defensive midfielders and letting your two wingers attack and your two centre forwards play in the box and that's I'd be happy with that yeah, Reese says there, hey, you've got a target man in more in the box, great with his head, and you've got the likes of Hoylet. Rather than stay wide and whip the ball in, he cuts inside all the time. It's very predictable. Um, and that's one thing which has stood out for me in all three games this week, uh, not so much the Barnsley game, is so often you have Kiefer Moore isolated when he plays up front on his own, whether it's long balls straight up to him or the crosses come in, he's marked and no one else is around and then in the first half which I saw earlier when I was recording the other show Harry Wilson when Harry Wilson got into the box late he did have a chance and it kind of bounced up a bit too high for him to to get over but so often Kiefer Moore is isolated on his own whether it's from wide balls or long balls up front so what's the point because yeah. if you've got no one around him he can't do anything he can't do anything with it but also so as well like, you know what I mean like Junior Hoylet Tucks inside because he's trying to get close and help out the centre forward. But he if also he... hasn't got the pace. To... Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. He hasn't got the no, pace sorry. to go on the outside of he. No, no. But then, but then for me, if if he's told to stay out wide, he doesn't have to beat his play. He can just whip balls in. Just just cut back, whip balls in. If you've got two men up front and you know the supports there, you can put balls in from deep all the time. You just just keep repetitively cross, 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 and and you and by the I guarantee you'll get more goals. And the centre forwards will love it by the way because just it's the way they want to play. Yeah, I, I, it makes me angry, mate, and I've been impressed with my ability to not swear over the last couple of weeks when I'm talking about Cardiff because, you know me, mate, when I'm not recording shows, I swear a lot, and I try not to swear too much on these shows. I do occasionally. Uh, Gaz says, ups and downs, so I think he's getting a bit, you know, how dare we not stick to schedule? Um, sorry, Gaz. Uh, Kelly says, dare I say, I think we have a poor midfield, no pace, no creativity, very predictable. Um, I've been saying that for since the end of last season, haven't I? About yeah. the lack of creativity, lack yeah. of pace. Yeah. Joe Rawls is a very good footballer, but he's not a number 10. He's not really an attacking midfielder. He's a, he's a technically gifted footballer who can kind of play in that central midfield role and keep the ball moving. And he can sometimes find... A, like a through ball or a ball behind the fullback for the wingers, but he's not like a Tomlin yeah. who's going to play that bit further forward. But he's also not a Marlon Pack who's just going to sit in front of the defence, which means you've got to find the right partner for him. And that's why I think he is better suited to a four-four-two uh, in Joe Rawls. But you've got to play the the pacey wingers, which you haven't got, and that's the yeah. problem. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think as I say, it's frustrating. I think the biggest picture for me is we've got to, they've got to, you've got to play two up front. You know, what I mean, we've got to start with with the focus, and if that's playing playing direct football from back to front. Okay, play the two up front straight away. Who's your wingers then? If you're playing four four two for Cardiff, who's your two strikers and who's your two wingers? Um, I'd play Murphy and I'd play Ojo. Murphy and Ojo, and then you'd play Glatzel and uh, Harris. Keep them all. Keep them all. Keep them all. Play Neil Harris up front. Keep them all. Who would you play in mid central midfield? Um, I would play um, Harry Wilson and Joe Rolls. With Joe Rolls just playing maybe a little bit more defensive. I'd play Joe Rolls in front of the back four, and I'd, and I'd, and I'd tell Harry Wilson to support the attacking players. So I'd have a back five. That's basically Joe a diamond, is it? Yeah, basically. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. I'd have one behind the two, one sitting. But listen, you've got you've got Bakuna, you've got um, Vox, you've got um, <coughs> Pack, three championship midfielders on very good money. It, going to sit on the back sides but unfortunately so, it is what it is we're going to talk about those now let's start with the we'll go with we'll come back to some of the questions now two up two down okay mids right uh, we'll go with two up two downs to start uh, who's your first down uh, my first down uh, you've caught me out here because I, I forgot which one it was so my first down I've gone for the uh, referee or the, and the linesman in the Watford against Stoke City game because um, the goal from uh, Tom Cleverley just shouldn't have been allowed because there was an assault on the goalkeeper um, how on earth they let it happen is just beyond me. The goalkeeper's been pushed into the goal, which he's had hold of the ball, and the ball's gone in the net, and I just don't understand how it was allowed. But, you know, I mean, it just shows the EFL to be um, amateurish at best, I think. Yeah, so um, my downs are interesting, see, because I could quite easily have put Neil Harris in the up, but I could have quite easily put Neil Harris in the downs. Ups, because he had finally kind of got the formation tactics right downs because he keeps giving sides a lead as seen tonight as seen last Saturday and he also reverted back to this stupid one up front tonight but technically tonight counts as next week so I'm going to let him off Uh, my first down is going to go to Reading um, for a team who looked unbeatable Literally a, a week ago, yeah. they have absolutely gone to pieces. Yeah, um, they don't look the same side, mate. Tactically, yeah. uh, defensively, everything just looks off. Yeah, and I, I don't know what's gone on there. Rubbish. I agree. Uh, next, what was your second down, mate? Um, I've got the EFL. Um, forgiving, for, for, so this is a joint back, one. Yeah, I've gone forgiving back um, Sheffield Wednesday their six points because they broke a rule in the summer. And they broke a rule on financial irregularity, um, and they broke the rules, and they were punished by the by the punishment, which was twelve points taken off. Which they got twelve points taken off, and then all of a sudden they're being given six back after an appeal at the court of arbitration, and the EFL's given them back, which is an absolute disgrace. By the way, it just shows that they've got an inferiority, and they're scared to fight fire with fire. If they've took it off them, then say it's rules are rules because everyone else now could do it, and they've got to let them off with it. So they've, they've now opened a can of worms because yeah. what's what's six points sign? Six points is nothing. It's not a deterrent to break rules if you know that you that, that you're safe. For example, a team could finish twenty points clear and get six points deducted, yeah. and wipe wipe all the debts off. It doesn't matter. It's, it, 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 they've opened a can of worms for this now, and I don't I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. It's not so with the two ups, two downs. Me and you, we we make a thing that we never have the same ones. So if I pick the same one as you or vice versa, one of us will change. 
Um, tonight, I'm not going to change. I'm going to stick with the EFL because I think it's a disgrace. I think it makes a mockery of the what's the point in the financial fair play rules? What's the point in deducting Sheffield Wednesday, putting their team under a massive amount of pressure this season? Those players, the manager, everyone, the whole club, just to wipe it all out now. What's, what, what was the need? And then the chairman's come out, or the Sheffield Wednesday owner, sorry, uh, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, so I apologise. Uh, J. Fon Chan Siri, uh, he said it's accepted the blame for the points deduction that the club started the season with. They were initially deducted 12 points from the start of the season for breaching the rules, right? It with their accounts. They breached the rules. That hasn't changed. He's agreed that. He's, he said he has. He said so. it's his fault. The EFL have still said they've still broken the rules. Um, same with this court of arbitration. They haven't given them the points back because uh, you know they've been ruled or they got it wrong. You didn't break the rules. You've still broken the rules, but we're giving you the six points back. So yeah. what is the point? Ridiculous. Right. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, oh, it's infuriated me that has, and I'm going to clip that because everyone loves a good rant. Everyone loves a good rant. Uh, let's get more positive. Two ups, mate. Come on, first one. Um, Ivan Tony, because I just think he's he's just missed the championship. He's he's having an amazing season, scoring goals, um, scores every single week. And if he keeps going like this, he'll be a Premier League player by January. Because why wouldn't every club want to sign a player who's scoring the amount of goals that he is? Spot on, mate. So. Uh, my first up is Marlon Pack, which will, might shock a few people. Marlon Pack, rightly, has taken a load of uh, criticism, a lot by me. Geraint just said, go on, Sai, swear, swear, swear. Ger Marlon Pack, I've been very critical of him, Hoylet, and I could have put Hoylet in there because Hoylet was very good on, uh, in the week as well. Um, but on a day where Cardiff were an absolute disgrace against QPR, there was very, very few players to come out with any credit, and Marlon Pack was one of those players. I thought he was very, very good, and I think he deserves, just like he deserved the criticism, he deserves the praise for getting his head down, getting it on, and doing his job properly, despite the fact that he hasn't been in very good form. So he is where he is, mate. That's what I've gone yeah. with. Excellent, I like that. Got to give credit. Got to give yeah. the criticism. Totally agree. As well as the praise. Totally agree. Uh, who's your second one? Uh, my second one is a, a, a friend of ours, a friend of the show, George Jacobson. Um, he, yeah, got himself was, in the uh, he got himself in the team of the week at the weekend from his display at fullback against um, Sheffield Wednesday. He had an excellent game through the week against Birmingham City. Should have scored or could have scored, uh, which I thought he thought was absolutely fantastic. And it hasn't gone all plain sailing, by the way. He's had a really tough start of the season. He's been in and out the side because he's been inconsistent. He hasn't been playing great, so... To come back and play two games this week the way he has, he deserves a little bit of credit as well. Yeah, I, yeah he was right up on my list, was uh, Joe Jacobson. I thought he had an excellent week. Get level inside, so he's like a naughty school kid. Indeed, naughty school kid. Um, I went for my second up. There was a couple of people who kind of stood out, obviously Tony and a few others. But I went with Scott Sinclair. Um, Good show. I think everything was, every time Preston do well, it goes through him. His pace, even at the age he's at now, I think he's a still a very good championship player. And I'll tell you one thing, even as a, a, an ex-Swansea player, he's better than anything Cardiff have got, maybe a, a, with Harry Wilson aside, maybe. Um, up top, I would love to have him 
whipping in some crosses and stuff. But there we go. I thought he's uh, outstanding for Preston. And I think if Preston do anything this year, they need to keep him fit and healthy. Yeah, and totally agree. Maybe rest him at the right time. He's a live right way aside. Well. He, can, he, can, he can change the game. He hasn't just. He, he can assist. He can score goals. He's got pace. He's, he's a really exciting player. Indeed. Uh, very quickly then, guys, if you want to ask any questions, ask them now while I just read out some comments. Um, Gavin Randall says, uh, Harry Wilson behind two forwards. Uh, a few people saying about the diamond. Uh, Reese says, if you play with a number 10, you need a box-to-box midfielder and a ball-winning midfielder behind him. Unfortunately, Packer's got no, ability, no mobility. Um, Bakuna is great box-to-box, but no ball-winner in there. Would you agree with that, Mitch? Um, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I probably agree with it all. I, I, I like. I like Bakuna. I like what he brings. But I think what Bakuna gets a really bad name is when he gets played a fullback. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he's not a fullback, and I think when he has a bad game at fullback, everyone says, "Well, he can't defend." But it's it's different defending in midfield than it is in, in a fullback because a wingers are better than than the attacking players in centre field, and he can break things up. He's he's aggressive. He, you know what I mean? We've got enough players who've good enough. To get for players like him and Pack and Vox, in my opinion, better players to pass the ball to. So get the ball to Wilson, get yeah. the ball to him. You know what I mean? And that's what we need to do a little bit more is do your own job, break the game up, win the titles, win the battles, and pass to Move the players the who can break things up and make things happen for Cardiff City. Yeah, and that's what Joe Rawls does so well is is he moves the ball quickly. Yeah. The problem is he's not going to go and win you tackles and yeah. and intercept a lot of you know a lot of passes around the box and then we. Do struggle and pack slows the ball gate slows the ball down so much when he does win it back. Uh, Gering asks Andy Murphy or he says Murphy doesn't get involved in the nitty gritty though because you said about Murphy being yeah well choices uh, yeah but I don't think he needs to if he's if his job is explained to him yeah stay wide. you get the ball you get the ball you take your full back on you my my challenge to a, a Josh Murphy would be. Um, how many crosses can you put in the box today? You know what I mean? Your job is to put 25 crosses in the box. If you don't put yeah. 25 crosses in the box, you've had a bad game. Do You don't need to beat your full-back. Can you beat your full-back? Can you get five shots on target? You know what I mean? If you can get 25 crosses in the box, if you can get three to five shots on a game, for me, you've had a very good game. You know what I mean? You might score goals. You, you're definitely going to set something up. So, you know what I mean? For me, it's about a manager, coaches challenging your players effectively. Yes. I don't want him winning tackles. I don't really want him winning headers. I want him putting crosses in the box. I want other players passing in the ball and putting crosses in the box and doing what he's good at. Spot on, mate. I think he showed enough at the end of last season. I totally when agree. He was coming on for I when he finally against, got a run of games, wasn't he? I watched him against Middlesbrough side and he absolutely ripped Middlesbrough open every time he got it and got his goal at the end and fucked thoroughly deserved it. He was absolutely amazing. Amazing. Yeah, if I, if I was there, I, I'd play him and I'd say to him and Ojo probably, stay wide, stretch the game. When you get the ball, take on your fullback and do him for pace. Yeah, no um, one's got any more pace than him. No, uh, Reese says he, he clarifies. He said he wasn't slating Bakuna. He was just saying that we he's oh, a no, great no. box to box midfielder. But he no, said no. we haven't got uh, like a proper ball winner in yeah. there. Yeah. But I think but, that's what Pack he, is supposed to be, isn't yeah. it? But he's he can't the ball win the, Reece, He can't win. He can't win those battles playing a fullback, can he? But if he if <laughs> no. he goes in there. He leaves a big gap and he's exposed. So and the thing is, he's not a very good box to box midfielder while he's playing at right back. Don't put square square pegs in round holes. Yeah, and Rob Boyle is trying to be funny. I don't find him funny whatsoever. He says, "Andy, what's your thoughts on Moana?" 
So for those who don't know, and Andy, you might know, me, me and Kev did a Super Kev Unscripted Live on Tuesday, didn't we? One where we just talk about anything which people send in. And to finish us off, we did the top 10 films of all time. And uh, Rob put Moana in his in like the top 10 films that have ever been made, ever. What? what not, he was, not, not just Disney? Not just kids' ever. films, ever. Oh, okay. in, so you had like, we had like, what do we have? Like Silence of the Lambs, or we had like The Godfather, Goodfellas, all these like masterpieces, The Green Mile, The Matrix, all these films. When Rob was having Moana in there, so what's your thoughts on Moana? Um, it's a, it's a, it's an okay Disney film for kids, for juniors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a good fun though. That's right, I gotta be honest. We'll have to. We're, we're doing a, we're Sorry, doing a Christmas one. It's a Sorry, Christmas Rob. week. Sorry, Rob. Twenty first of twenty <laughs> first, twenty first of December is the Andy Campbell show's 100th episode. It's also Christmas week. The 22nd of September, uh, December is the Super Kev unscripted Christmas party. So I think we should get Campbell on on the 22nd with me and Kev for a, an unscripted episode. Christmas party, Christmas destination style. Red, Christmas well, red wine's compulsory though for those shows. <laughs> and uh, we'll just talk about some stuff. Braveheart, Gladiator, they're all coming in now. But uh, yeah, no, I was. Uh, oh, there you go. Rob said you were a lot kinder than what Kev was. Kev wasn't having it at all. Um, but yes, it was. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good fun. Kelly says Moana's a good film. I know it is a good film. It's just not in the top ten greatest films of all time. Um, but anyway, Matilda Ryo says, right. I'm not getting into these films again. We'll be yeah. here all night. Um, appreciate everyone as always and again thanks to everyone who subscribed to the YouTube channel spread the word and uh, of course just keep keep telling people keep doing it we've got loads of good stuff little easter egg for you in the upcoming weeks two of the guests for the Andy Campbell football show not going to say when but in the coming weeks two of the guests have been mentioned in this evening's show Andy as always it is my my absolute pleasure so they can yep. all go and rewind it back now and see who we talked about and uh, and uh, yeah it's been a pleasure mate you know what? I do, love do, it. The, do they want uh, do they want another 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 teaser then because I'll go on I can then, go on then. Go so one of, the, one of the guests I said his name one of the guests we both said his name Yep, we did, both of us. Oof. So you've got to watch the show again. Or get someone else to watch it for you. <laughs> yeah, got to go through second by second. I might even do a giveaway if someone can guess the right answer because we got to 1,000 subscribers and I said that I would do some sort of giveaway, so we'll see. Ivan Tony, wrong. Rob. I wish it was. But, uh, yeah, guys, give this show a like and uh, share it and everything. Obviously, the audio version will be out in the morning and as well. And it's, it's not Bradley Duck, unfortunately. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to keep that quiet. <laughs> Brian Robson, no. No, unlucky. Yeah. Gavin said you've said loads of names, and I said, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> trying to think if we could give another choice, another, another like, clue without giving it away, but I don't, I'm... Yeah, of course. Right. I can't, I can't communicate with you now. 
but yeah but anyway cheers guys we'll see you next week my mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance it sounds like something to protect my brother and me but I don't really understand then my auntie Louise told mummy about bespoke financial teaside she said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so it wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Network.